Welcome back to the first ever project episode on Boredom Busters. In this episode, we're going to talk about a project that you can do over weeks, not just be like a one-day thing. These are intensive, they're going to be hard work, but I mean, I'm not really doing anything right now, so why not take on the challenge? They're also going to be very fun and very rewarding. So, this week's episode is gardening and a little bit of composting. So, if you're interested in this and you want to grow your own fruits and vegetables and flowers or if you want to compost your waste and uh, save the planet, stay here and listen, because this is going to be a long episode, but it's going to be a great one. We also have a few new segments we want to add to the show, so it's going to be a very fun episode. I really hope you stick around, and we're just going to jump right in. Now, um, I'm recording this right now during the COVID-19 pandemic. I don't know when anyone else will be listening to it, but if you are listening to this during the COVID-19 pandemic, please check out... um, the COVID-19 food, uh, there's a bunch of regional, statewide, and national food banks that are dedicated to helping helping people who are messed up by the COVID-19 pandemic. So if you're interested in that, please go check that out. I really recommend uh, donating if you can to help that cause because there are people in need and if we can help, well, why shouldn't we? All right, that's my only quote-unquote ad for the day. Let's hop right into this episode. Who's ready to get their green thumb on? Let's go. Now, let's get started gardening. Now, apartment goers, before you leave, we have steps for you to take to garden. Even if you live in a small apartment or don't have a backyard, gardening is possible for you. And is completely plausible and easy, because it should be. Gardening is a really fun activity and is for everyone, no matter what type of house or apartment or where they live. Gardening is a great activity. Now, there's a couple of steps to starting a garden. Five steps. And we're going to talk about them right now. The first step is why. Why do you want your garden? And this isn't just like why in general, why, like what fruits you want to grow. It's not just that. It's what's your goal with your garden? Are you growing flowers to look nice in your backyard? Are you growing uh, flowers to sell to your neighbors? Are you growing fruits to eat or to sell, vegetables to eat or to sell? Are you just having a garden to waste time? Not waste time, but to have a different activity to fill up your time, to hang out with your kids, to bond as a family or with your co-workers or with whatever, whoever you're doing this with. You want to figure out why you're doing your garden. That's the first step to knowing the other steps, where, what, how, and what's going to happen when you're done. You need to know why you're doing this. And that's the first step to getting motivated to really do it. Because let me tell you, you can't do a garden if you don't want to. You can't do a garden if you're not prepared to go out there and water every day and to care for them and probably stress over them, to be honest. You have to be ready to do that because gardening is really fun. Gardening is really fun and it's worth it. But you need to know why you're doing it and you need to be motivated to do it. So think about that. I want you to think about why you want to do this garden. What is motivating you? Profit, enjoyment, beauty, fun with your kids, fun with other people, whatever. Think about that while you do this garden, and it will all be worth it, even if you don't grow anything. Now, the second step is probably one of the more important and harder steps. Where are you going to plant your garden? Now, we're going to start with apartment goers because that's where it's a little bit more difficult. If you live in a backyard, feel free to skip ahead a little bit. Uh, We're going to start with apartment goers. Now, if you live in an apartment, you have to save space. 
So a great way to save space and grow plants is terrace gardening. The, there are all sorts of contraptions on Amazon where there's uh, single-file, straight um, rackets that hold buckets of soil, and they don't take up any space, but they have lots of land area, and you can grow lots of plants in very minimal area. Another great thing is balcony gardens. There's lots of great options for balcony gardens. You can have pots out there, uh, railing gardens. There's a lot which can make your balcony look even more pretty. There's a lot of cool options. You need to know what's good for you. Now, indoor gardening without all the fancy stuff. Uh, crates, uh, boxes, milk jugs can even be used to grow mushrooms if that's what you want. There's all sorts of ways to grow stuff indoors using the items around you and things to buy. You don't need lots of space. You can get a very small garden and grow some herbs if that's what you want. If you want some thyme or some uh, some garlic or whatever, I don't think you can grow garlic, but thyme, that's something you could grow in a very minimal area inside an apartment. It's very easy and very fun. Now, there's a bunch of great banister garden, balcony gardens. Strawberries are great. Any plants that grow kind of vine-like, strawberries, uh not pumpkins. Trust me. Don't grow pump don't grow pumpkins on your balcony. <laughs> That's how we lost Stan. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Cut, cut cut cameras. Cut cameras. Okay. Don't grow pumpkins on your balcony, kids. But there's a lot of other great balcony plants, and you have to look in your area to figure out uh what plants you want to grow. And we're gonna talk about that later. But you need to know where you want to grow them. Balcony gardens are a great option. Very pretty. Terracing inside or outside is another great option. And pots inside or outside is the final great option. There's all these things you can do. And they're very easy. They don't take up a lot of space. Great way to relieve your stress after a hard day at work or, or just a hard day watching TV. You know, it happens. So that's the why and the where. Two of the most important steps. But let's be honest. All these steps are important. Now, final tip before we close off on apartment wear gardening. Be mindful of your surroundings. You're going to have to water. You're going to have chemicals like fertilizer in these plants. There's going to be soil spillage. Do not put your terrace garden or your pots or crates near fancy carpet, floor, anything that could be messed up, especially if you're renting your apartment. You do not want to have to talk to the landowner about some weird brown stains on the oven. Trust me, not fun. So make sure you're always mindful about where you're going to put your garden and how the watering, chemicals, and soil will affect the area around it. Now, if you've skipped ahead and you want to hear about backyard gardening, here's the place. We're going to start talking right now. Backyard gardening is obviously super way easier than um, than uh, apartment gardening because you've got a lot more options. And one of these options that's completely different than apartment gardening is in-soil gardening. Now, this method is where you use already dirt and soil you have, supplement it with some topsoil layer you can buy, and you've got ready-made soil right there. Now, this is not good for everyone, There's, and this is a harder way to do it. This is a very from-scratch garden way to do it. Uh, so you, you have to dig holes and test drainage to make sure the soil is good, check acidity and pH, depending on what plants you want to grow. This is definitely a more intermediate level to go now if you want to do this and you want to go all out there's a lot of great websites online a lot of uh easy gardening stuff and right now i know gardening stores near you especially in my location and i know in other locations are doing zoom sessions with clients to advise 
there's a lot of great garden podcasts out there. I know competition, but stay with us. There's a lot of great gardening podcasts on that topic exactly, but the internet is your best resource and tools for this in soil gardening are found on Amazon and Lowe's. That is where I started my garden. And those are my two big points. There's a bunch of other gardening places, obviously, but those are the two places to get soil and beds and all sorts of things. Now, if you don't want to do the hard route, let's say if For example, you want to just grow some easy strawberries or some herbs in a garden. You don't want to deal with your own soil and like planting trees or something, which, by the way, is what that in-soil method is great for, bigger plants. You want to grow from seed in a controlled environment. Raised beds are for you. These are beds made out of plastic or wood or even uh, other materials. There can be some out of cedar, which is wood, but a nicer wood. These are perfect for a controlled outdoor environment. They have great drainage. They keep your soil off the ground so you can put these on cement so your soil won't uh, go into the cement. You don't have to take up grass backyard space. That's what I'm doing in my garden because we have an already very small backyard and this keeps our grass space open. And what's great about raised beds is there's raised bed soil so you don't have to worry about checking soil acidity. You can just get a bunch of bags, fill it up, uh, and then plant the seeds right in there. You've got a controlled setting for watering. It's perfect. My garden, from personal experience, I have a raised bed that I got off Amazon. It was great. Super easy to build. Almost all of them are. Uh, make sure you get. Make sure you know what you're getting, though. It's very on Amazon. If you are looking for a raised bed with a bottom, make sure you see clear things at the bottom. Because I've made that mistake before, but I didn't this time. So, woo. Okay, getting a little bit sidetracked, but. My point is, raised beds are great. You can get on Amazon, Lowe's, anywhere near you. Right now, online shopping is better, obviously. But if you need to go into the store to get one, they have them. So, yeah. Also, I put my raised bed near my hose, which is very helpful for watering. Uh, If you don't want to use a hose, if you have a smaller raised bed, uh, mine's 18 cubic feet. But if you have a 16 cubic feet or even a smaller one, like 4 or 8 cubic feet, a watering can is a great tool. Now, we're going to talk about how, which is going to be our longest segment, but this is the end of our where segment right about now. Remember Backyard backyard Gardenergans? That's not. That would be a great TV show, Backyard Gardenergans. Really rolls off the tongue. Anyway, Backyard Gardeners, that's about it. Raised beds are your best friend. Pots, if you want to grow smaller things, which is the same as apartment. If you want to grow smaller, uh, not as much garden as more plants, pots are your friend. And yeah, terracing also works for backyard gardens. If that's really what you want to do, uh, there's a bunch of terrace gardeners and rotating plant holders online on Amazon that are perfect for this uh, for these conditions. And yeah, let's get right on to how, our biggest segment. But before we do that, we're going to go into a new segment we like to call Weird Things to Buy. I know that sounds kind of crazy, and I, try, I, I promise these are not sponsored because... I don't think anyone would be brave enough to sponsor these products, but it's going to be pretty fun. It's a new thing. We're really excited for it. We hope you stick around to our how and our results sections. These are the last two steps. And we're already halfway through our product episode, so great job. We're not really halfway, but we're doing great. So push through. Let's go. It's time for Weird Things to Buy with your host, Albus Dumbledore. Just kidding, but you're paying attention now, aren't you? 
Now, nothing is better than a weird thing to find that you can actually buy on the internet. It just makes us all so happy inside. At least it does for me. I might be strange, I'm not sure. But to, uh, today's funny thing is a toilet paper holder roll that looks like a trout that is opening its mouth at you and staring into your soul while you take a poop on the toilet. Now, this is perfect for so many reasons. One, you have someone over at the house. They go to your bathroom. You say, sure, feel free. Check out the toilet paper. They go in. You hear a shrill shriek from the bathroom, and they come out. Their eyes are glazed over. Your toilet paper holder trout has sucked their soul out. It's the fourth victim this week. This is excellent. If you're not a soul-collecting demon, this is just great for scaring your friends and making them think you're strange. And also, if you get it and you have children or a loved one and you want them to leave you, this is perfect. No, I'm just kidding. This trout is amazing. And because it's a trout that holds your toilet paper, what else do I have to say? It's great. Now, I really suggest you get this, obviously. It's $500. No, it's it's not. It's like $25, which, to be honest, is worth it. You know what's even a better use of this trout? Put it in someone else's bathroom. Put it in a public restroom. Go to a public bathroom. There's a cheap toilet paper holder. You rip that bad boy off and you put this on it. You're going to brighten someone's day. You also lost $25, but might be worth it. Who knows? Now, that's the end of our very short weird things to buy. Think about this trout holder toilet paper thingy. Of course, right now there might not be enough toilet paper for it to hold. But who knows? It'll be okay. This is definitely something you should look into for so many reasons. It's a trout toilet paper holder. Come on, folks. This is great. All right, let's get on with the show. It's time to talk about how you're going to do your garden. So let's go. Enough of this weird segment by fake Albus Dumbledore. Let's get going. It's gardening time, baby. How. This is the biggest step. How are you going to do your garden? How are you going to water? How are you going to fertilize? How are you going to plant? What are you going to plant? What are you going to do? Now, there's multiple steps to this one step. I know, gardening. What a pain. So much work, you know, growing your own food. (laughs) It's great, though. It's super worth it. So we're going to get started right now. What are you going to grow? This really depends on your interests. We're going to go off the basic principle that if you're starting a garden, you're going to want to grow something you can eat. So this can be herbs, this can be fruits, vegetables, but if you want to grow flowers too, there's a bunch of super easy flowers out there. And to be honest, those are easier than growing fruits and vegetables, especially if you're a first-time gardener. If you're interested in flowers and you've never gardened before, they're a great way to go. So here are the easiest flower types. Zinnias. They're available in almost every color, so you can get everything you want except for blue. Uh, they're very easy to grow. It's They're almost impossible to kill. Even if you're really bad at gardening, you just want to get into it. They're perfect. Marigold, uh, marigold. Marigolds are another great one. Easy to grow. Uh, they can brighten your garden. Obviously, these are very cheerful flowers. Pansies, empatians, begonias. There's a whole list right off Google, so you know where I got some of this stuff. But there's a lot of super easy uh, flowers out there that are super easy to grow. Uh, another thing for flowers is... You don't really get flower transplants, but those we'll talk about more of those later when we talk about fruits and vegetables. But if you're interested in some harder flowers or maybe tree bonsai trees, if you're interested in growing a bonsai tree, that's a whole other deal. Transplants, I really suggest. If you're growing trees or 
uh, harder to grow flowers or foliage, definitely look into transplants. Do not try to grow this from from a seed. Those harder ones, definitely look into transplants. You can get those from your local nursery. Some nurseries are doing drive-by pickup and online orders. So definitely look into that. Yeah, now we're going to move on to the big part, fruits and vegetables. Now, to figure out what stuff grows in your areas, you're going to want to go to planthardiness.ars.usda.gov. This is the website that shows the plant hardiness zone map, and it will show you what kind what kind of plants you can plant in your area. So, for example, the higher up you are, the certain plants you can't plant. California, obviously, uh, Florida, some of the other citrus and tropical growing areas can grow more plants while hotter or colder climates like Alaska or Hawaii can only grow certain other plants not everything so definitely look into your hardest zone if you're in Minnesota you're not going to be able to grow the same plants as someone in Texas it's going to be different so make sure you check that out so you know what you can possibly plant before you decide this is a big one and this really ties into research you have to research to do your garden. This is It's going to be work. Like we said, it's not going to be manual labor. You're going to have to figure out what, where, and how you want to grow it. And that really depends on knowing what you can grow in the first place. Now, let's say you know that. Here are the easiest types. Not by location, but here are the easiest stuff to start growing. Bell peppers are a big one. People love bell peppers. One, fun to eat. Great to use in cooking. These are can used to be in everything from scrambled eggs to soup to anything eaten raw these are all these are great and they're apparently very easy to grow another good one is blackberries and raspberries i have never personally grown these i do have a i have taught i've looked stuff up i've done a lot of research on these these can be very rewarding and very fun young kids love blackberries and raspberries lots of great options for these these are great i personally am growing strawberries these are a great summer uh, plant. So if you, you can plant these in spring, you plant them in summer. These are great things to grow and just juicy to munch on. Eating your homegrown strawberries are really a pleasure. Other things include cabbage, cucumbers, tomatoes, zucchini. These are all very easy fruits and vegetables to grow depending on your area. So you're going to have to research that. But these are very easy to grow for beginning gardeners. And to be frank, that's what we are. If you've got a farmer in the house, Go out there and go grow some, grow, grow a pumpkin or something crazy, not off your balcony. Remember Stan. Remember him. Now, don't worry about Stan. He's okay. Remember, easy plants. We're beginners. We're growing from seed. That's hard, but we're getting easy plants, so we can do this. Bell peppers, strawberries, tomatoes, all of these. Now, if you don't want to grow from seed, if you don't want to do that, you can get a transplant. Put in some little baby strawberry plants and start growing right from there. Of course, I personally think growing from seed is more satisfying. You've done the whole process. You've done everything. You've even, you've churned the soil. You've planted the seeds yourself. These are your fruits. But if transplant is the way you want to go, feel free. There's nothing wrong with that. They're easier in some cases, especially if you want to plant harder fruits and vegetables. These are definitely the way to go. Now, Again, be mindful of your hardiness zone. If you live in a cold climate, you cannot grow avocados. Well, good luck growing avocados. But you cannot grow a tropical plant like uh, grapes or all, grow olives or something like that. You can't grow that in a cold area. So make sure you research that because if you try to grow something that you can't grow, you're setting yourself up for failure, and that sucks. 
Now, let's talk about watering. There's not a lot of general rules about watering, but you have to research your own plants. Again, you have to know what your plant needs, the temperature in your area to know how much you should water and what the seasons, the cycle of the plants. But in general, overwatering is not necessarily better than underwatering. Again, it depends on the plants, depends on the stage they're in. But overwatering is not always good. So if you think better water more, that's not true. You you want to hit it exactly right. Gardening's a science. It's hard, but you got this. <sighs> Research people. That is the key to successful garden. You gotta know your seeds. You gotta know everything. How to germinate them perfectly. It's a science. We got this. Easy plants. Easy gardening. So that's the how for watering seeds and growing. Let's talk about fertilizer. One of my favorite fertilization and soil products is miracle Grow. I got my raised bed soil from them, my fertilizer from them, and my plants are growing and growing better than ever. Uh, the so uh, miracle Grow raised bed soil comes with pre-fertilizer in it as long as a lot of does their other soil. It's organic, it's healthy, their fertilizer is great, it's water-soluble, super easy to use, and perfect for all plants. Now that we finished up our house step, we're going to do a recap. We're going to list all the tools and resources you're probably going to need, no matter what you're going to grow. So this is not going to include the seeds, because I don't know what you want to grow. But it will include the basics. First off, you're going to need a bed, a raised bed, pots, terracing, anything you want. Something to store soil. You can find it on Amazon, your local hobby or gardening store, Lowe's. You're also going to need soil. I suggest miracle Grow soil. It depends on how you're doing your soil. If you're putting it in a pot, you're going to want potting soil or raised bed soil if you're doing a raised bed. Uh, terracing is also raised bed soil. But if you're doing in-ground soil, you're going to want to look for top layer soil or different types of soil because you already have your soil. So that's the soil. Water. You need access to water, either a hose or a watering can. Uh, some strong access to water you can water your plants with. You're definitely going to need a watering can. You need fertilizer. I suggest Miracle Grow water soluble fertilizer. These are easy to find on Amazon Prime and Amazon. You can get them really quickly. Just put them in your watering can, pour some water in, and you've got fertilizer. They're great. There's all sorts of other fertilizer like rock fertilizer. So there's all sorts of stuff. I really suggest Miracle Grow. It's a great. <coughs> it's a great product. And it has lots of different gardening products. We're not sponsored by them, obviously. But they are great. I really recommend them for fertilizing. Uh, anything, really. Soil, bed, anything. They're great. And you need seeds, obviously. So you need to decide what you want to grow. And you're going to need seeds to get it. And plant that in your new garden. Alright. That's our checklist. So we're going to move on to our results section. This is the shortest but most fun section. Result is when you're done with your garden. What did you get out of it? Maybe you got strawberries or tomatoes or bell peppers or flowers or marigolds or whatever. What are you going to do with those? Give them to friends, give them to family, uh, distribute them throughout your neighborhood or whatever. What are you going to do? Eat them. So just when your garden's done, when your garden's done you've got your crops, Figure out what you're going to do with them, and figure out a new plant you're going to plant. 
For me, I'm doing strawberries right now, and when I'm done with them, I'm going to move on to bell peppers because my family loves bell peppers. All right, folks, we're almost done. That's how you do a garden. Now, final tips and tricks. Research. Gardens are all different. There's no one guide to a garden. That's why it's harder to make a podcast about it. You have to know what you want to grow, where you are in the world. Remember, USDA plant hardiness. Where you want to grow it. All sorts of things. Now, links like the USDA plant hardiness. uh, See all sorts of stuff. I'm going to link that in the description. Feel free to check it out. Please leave a review or share with your friends. We don't pay to advertise. So word of mouth is the only way our show gets spread. Uh, Thank you so much. We're going to go on to our closing segment now. And great job. You're ready to start a garden. Welcome to Cool Things. Hosted by humans, science, discovery, and crazy wild coincidences. Let's go learn some cool things. Now, today's crazy thing is the Crooked Forest, which is in West Pomerania. This is a crazy forest. It's pretty wild. I came across this forest while doing some research for the podcast, and I thought, this is perfect for our new segment. What's crazy about the Crooked Forest is, I know this is a big surprise, the trees are crooked. Which, okay, whatever, they're trees. But these trees are shaped like J's. And they're all crooked perfectly. It's pretty crazy. And all in a similar fashion, just like Jay's. Now, there's a lot of theories to why these could happen. Human, uh, Old human interactions who uh, managed to shape the wood to grow like this if they want to make curved furniture. Uh, uh, other theories include great floods that bent the trees permanently. Uh, other more crazier theories involve alien beams and crazy burrowing uh, civilizations. It's pretty crazy. But these forests are super cool. They're, like I said, the trees are curved, but managed to provide a shape. You should definitely look up the Crooked Forest. The images are fantastic. I'll provide a link in the description to an image. It's pretty cool. I would definitely check it out. This is one of our very cool things. Also, on a completely different note, but just because we need more cool things in our life, right? Recently, NASA scientists have mathematical proof for a parallel universe. I'm not going to go too deep into this because some of that math is super complicated. It involves neutrinos and neutritons and all sorts of these crazy things. But it's super interesting because apparently the parallel universe has the opposite physics laws from our universe. It's pretty crazy. Imagine. Time goes backwards there. Gravity goes up, not down. It's pretty interesting. It's a lot of fun. uh, You can have a lot of fun conversation and things to think about with that it's pretty cool okay that's our cool things let's get off the show you know what's even cooler than okay maybe not cooler than a parallel universe but what's pretty cool composting and that's what we're going to talk about right not right about now let's go by the way we have a special guest so stay tuned for that off we go to composting Now, composting. This is almost just as important as gardening. In composting, one of the main purposes is to create your own fertilizer and mulch that you can then use to build your garden and grow better plants. 
at my house, the com- the composting expert is my sister, my sister Zoe. Now, I'm going to ask her some questions about composting, and she's going to tell you all the research she's been doing for months and all the great work she's been doing. So, Zoe, uh, what's so special about composting? Well, it's really good for the planet. It's a great way to reduce the amount of trash you're putting out, so you get to use all of your natural things and put them into a bin where they can be turned into soil and if you don't want your own garden there are places probably places in your city or just the next town over that you can deposit the soil to donate to your community so both things are great because both ways you are reducing the amount of trash that's pretty special so on a scale of one to ten how easy would you say our listeners can start up composting It's actually pretty easy. If you have a bin at home, like just a plastic bin, you want it to be pretty big, but you should decide the size. It is outdoor, and it's pretty easy. You just start putting in natural ingredients, and there's a bunch of videos online for making your own bin. So, But it's also buy, you can buy bins. Available on Amazon, right? Yeah. There's some on Amazon and other websites as well. Great. Now, our apartment friends, if you've got a balcony, composting would still be great for you because you can still do outdoor. You don't need lots of space. However, if you don't have a balcony and you just live in your apartment, maybe skip out on this one because it's going to smell pretty bad, right? And you need bugs. You do need bugs. So it's best if you can find a place that is on soil or grass or mulch so so that bugs have access because the goal is to gather mold, bugs, worms, things like that to help it decompress into a healthy, rich soil. So apartment friends, I was wrong. If you live in an apartment, you probably can't do this one. So feel free to skip ahead and check out our closing segment. But if you do have a backyard, stay tuned because this is a great way to produce your own fertilizer and save the planet. However, there still are alternates for apartments, but those you just have to do a bit more research on your own. We'll give you the basics though. Great. Now, uh, for our backyard gardeners who want to get into composting, what would you suggest they start off with? Um, basic things like, um, I mean, if you think about really anything, strawberries that have gone bad with mold on them, maybe a too soggy batch of blueberries, just throw those out into, you can start with your own little compost bin indoors and you just empty that out into one outside. Great. Or you can put them in bags and then store them in your freezer until it's full and then dispose of it. Awesome. Now, uh, what about banana peels? Now... The same goes for orange peels. Banana and orange peels, you might think those are two great ways for composting, but no, they're actually a problem. Because you don't eat the skin, there are more pesticides pesticides that are approved for use on bananas and oranges because nobody eats the skin. So it's kind of dangerous to have pesticides in your soil that then might be used for a garden that's something you eat right so some sites say that the pesticides like degrade and their um effects are reduced as they um are eaten go, by the bugs yeah as they go through the composting process but i would just 
my personal recommendation is just stay away from any right. of those things. Stay away from pesticides, folks. Okay, well, I think that's about it about composting. Do you have anything you want to add to our listeners as they go try out gardening and composting? Um, there's pretty basic lists online. Um, yeah, that ties into our research theme, folks. Research, 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 research. Because no matter where you are, you're you'll have to do different things depending on your location and your situation. Yeah, just so you yeah you just gotta make sure that it, you have the right space and there's a bunch of different variations of way of ways to compost. So. Great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for talking to us about this. This was a great help. Listeners, definitely check out composting. We're going to put some links in the description for some help. Check those out. We are super excited. This is a great way to save the planet and improve your own garden and community at the same time. All right, let's go. We're going to go to the closing segments. We'll see you there. That's it, folks. We did it. We made it. We made it through our first ever project episode. You've learned about gardening and composting and what you're going to do if you want to do them, which we really suggest you do because they're awesome, free food, and saving the planet. You learned about a cool thing to buy, a trout toilet paper holder. Sounds great. That's either to scare someone away from your house or to make someone really freak out when you put it in their house. Am I right? You learned about the crooked forest and a possible parallel universe. All in all, not a bad project episode. But this is it. This is where it ends. So, let me, if you want some, if you want some of your friends to learn about our parallel universes and our things to do on our board games and our TV shows and our books and our movies and all the things we're going to talk about in the future, please tell them. We don't pay to advertise, like I said. So, you spreading the word is the only thing we've got. Also, please leave a review on any of our podcast services. We're on quite a lot now. Uh, and yeah, this was a great episode. We really hope you garden and compost. Uh, we'll have new episodes coming out soon. See you then. It's going to be great. Great job, Board and Busters. Now, all right, you can leave now. These are the credits. We're going to go right into them. Your special guest was Zoe today. She's our composting head. I'm your host, Ben, as always. And I'm also your editor, music borrower, and yeah. Anchor's our service. That's where we originally put our podcast out from. If you want interested in starting a podcast, definitely suggest them. We're not sponsored, sadly. Also, yeah, that's our episode. I don't know why I'm still talking. Just making this longer, because why not? All right, that's it, folks. We cannot wait to see you on our next episode. Let's get bored and busted. See you later.